I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met. Diamond Dallas Page started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's not your mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the diamond cutter. Diamond cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around. It's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, 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 hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of DEP Radio Live right here at DEPRadio.com. Um, it seems like every week is something new, but uh, of course, coming down to the wire here, I'm, I'm trying to log into my system, already running late. And then, of course, it's the dreaded reset your password with, like, one minute left. But like Indiana Jones, I snug on the, slid under the wall before the border ran me over, and I even had enough time to reach underneath and grab my hat. And uh, so it all works out in the end. So without any further ado, I'm going to bring on my co-host. Of course, you know her as the Canadian destroyer herself. She is the conqueror of the Great White North. And uh, future president of, uh, of, of, of the Canadian, what do you call it? Uh, it's, it's a, you don't call it country. What do you call it? Is it country? Province? I thought there was a word for it. Commonwealth, the Commonwealth or something? I don't know. Anyway, that kind of stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, it's just to be the, the, the theme of the day, so don't mind me. We don't have yeah. presidents. Just so you know. <laughs> oh, oh, minister, I know, I know. Oh, yeah. you know, maybe you could be the first president of Canada. We'll 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 fire up that position just for you. <laughs> yeah, that works. Oh, <laughs> the Queen Crystal of Canada. How's that? Even better? Um, well <laughs> we're getting warmer. Does this mean that I have to do dishes still? Oh. Um, no, the queen doesn't do dishes. No, I get it. That's quick. good. I, I just, yeah. like, a couple of years ago, I, I actually found out that you guys actually still are under the queen of of, of England, right? Like, you, that's yeah. still a thing up there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that was, that was kind of baffling to me. I, I didn't realize that until way too, too long that it took me to, uh, kind of grab that concept. But, um. I'm rambling at this point. I'm just trying to catch my breath because I've been running around like a freaking crazy person trying to get last minute stuff done. So this is what we call uh, yeah, we're... the radio business as as uh, just buying yourself some time so I can breathe enough to, to get my wind back. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> we're part point. of the Commonwealth. Yep, we're part of the Commonwealth. Yeah, the Commonwealth. That's the word I was looking for all along. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> there, uh, no worries. So, um... <laughs> So it's going to be a fun show tonight. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got another inspiring story to bring to you. Um, see, I read his name out loud, 
and I said it perfectly. And then you know how you kind of broke it down and how to say it, pronounce it. <laughs> and now I'm overly thinking it, and I'm going to get it wrong. But um, Michael Cavanchini, is that what it is? I, uh, you know what? I'm, I, uh, I just been calling him Michael and Mike, so that, yeah, that's that been my thing, <laughs> right? I figured that's yeah, the only way I'm going to. I'm going to keep it straight is by calling you Mike and him Michael. That's it. <laughs> All right. That, that works for me. You know, it's, it's been a thing my whole life. Cause almost every year until like rather recently, Michael was always the number one baby name in the U.S. So I've always been constantly surrounded by a bunch of Mikes and Michael. So I, I'm, I'm used to distinguishing between the two, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. So, so I think it is Cavaccini. Cavaccini. Right. I think that's what it is, Cavaccini. Oh, yes, that's right. We're going we're gonna to bring him on just a second. We're going to grab him in just one minute. Uh, we usually like to get in touch with him before the show and talk before we go on air. But like I said, we're kind of flying by the feet of our hands. So we'll say hello to the first time uh, actually on the air. And uh, Crystal, you've uh, brought us a lot of great Warrior of the Weeks in the past uh, few months. And we've been getting some great feedback um, from a lot of people inspired by a lot of cool episodes. And I know, Crystal, you're really good at sharing that feedback with me uh, to the point where I, I'm not very very good at taking a compliment, so I usually just have some kind of self-degrading uh, joke afterwards. But, uh, you know, it's awesome to see so many people connecting to so many people's stories on the show, and that's why we do what we do is we bring people from all walks of life of the DDP yoga, uh, the DDPY community, uh, to share the story. Because whether if, whether you relate to someone on, on a whole or, or, so, or you can relate to certain parts of people's journeys, um, there's so much uh, currency that can be wrapped up in somebody else's experience. Um, and I, I know for me and for a lot of people, sometimes you feel like you're alone. Sometimes you feel like you're the only person in the world struggling with this or doing that. And it's kind of comforting to see uh, somebody else in the world with you and you know, somebody's managing you know, whatever it is you may have. So we got some really cool stories that we're hopefully uh, having another one tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's one of the greatest things about having this platform is hopefully everyone will see that we all start at the beginning. It doesn't matter where that beginning actually is. Um, we just all start at the beginning. And we're all there for each other. So that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's a great place to intro our guest. Um, I think we have him right here. Let me just check right here. Um, of course, uh, Crystal has brought us some of the cool Warriors of the Week. And if you feel like yourself or you want to nominate somebody that you think is just tearing it up in the DDPY community, uh, definitely hit up Crystal. Um, uh, is it Crystal at uh, Dallas. Uh, DDPYoga.com? Dallas Page. Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, Dallas, Dallas Page. Um, and uh, if you want to throw her an email or hit her up on the Team DDPYoga page, um, you have somebody you think is just, you know, is worthy of the Warrior of the Week title, then uh, shoot it over and Crystal will check it out because she's got her finger on the pulse of the DPY community, probably more than anyone else that I know. You're like the governor. Everyone comes in and kisses <laughs> Crystal, uh, kisses the ring, and, uh, you know, you're a made man. <laughs> but um, <laughs> without further ado, let's bring him on right now. Uh, I've already butchered your name to begin with, so uh, Michael, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, 
And no, Crystal, you got the name right. It's uh, Cavaccini. Um, I did my best to spell it out for you phonetically because people say Cavaccini. I've heard people say Kavinsky and make me Polish. (laughs) So, you know, people butcher last names constantly. It's okay. So so I I, I, I would, that would, oh, sorry, Crystal. No, I was just going to say for the argument. (laughs) Go ahead. No. It's okay, Mike. Go ahead. Oh, we we got a bit of a lag here. I was going to say, um, I have uh, usually that would help me out immensely, but I I have so many Italian friends, and I grew up in a neighborhood with a lot of like Italian names and stuff. So I was sitting and fine reading it, but then looking at the breakdown just tripped me up big time, <laughs> and then I overthought <laughs> it, and uh, I blew it from there. So I apologize in advance. Oh no worries, you were close enough. I appreciate it. Oh. I don't know. So, um, uh, Crystal, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, you, you've been talking to a lot of people, and, and, and in order to get the Warrior of the Week nod, you got to have to get some approval from certain members of your peers. Usually people will come in and say, like, so-and-so is crushing it, you know, or bring someone to your attention. And uh, before we talk to Michael, what was it about Michael that stood out to you that you're like, man, we should get him on the Warrior of the Week? Who who was vouching for him? You know, what what kind of things did you see in his story that you would be cool to bring to us here today uh, from uh, from a point of view where you stand. Sure. Um, so periodically I send out these random messages that just say, okay, you know, who would you nominate for Warrior of the Week? And, I mean, I, I only do it a few times because I usually end up with a huge list of people, and Michael was on that list. Um, I think one of the greatest things that I appreciate, Michael, um, for is that he stopped and started a few times um, just by reading his story. You know, he started and then something happened and, you know, he just, he stuck with it. He fell off the horse and got back on and fell off the horse and got back on. And I mean, we've all been there and it just really meant a lot to me. It stood out. Well, I, I love that. I love that aspect of the story because it's so real. And uh, that's something I'm going to want to talk to you quite a bit about, you know, during your, your, your talk tonight. But uh, before we do, uh, I want to get into your origin story. But I just going to say off the bat, I love the stories of people starting and stopping and coming back because, you know, you, I, we saw the Elton John movie this past week, and, and I loved it. It was great. It was, you know, it was a great movie. But at the end, you know, we, we stopped in 1985, and then they gave the Happily Ever After montage. And usually, like, you know, sobriety or, or, or eating or, or, or working out, you know, when you're on something, it's never a smooth, happily ever after. There's starts and stops and struggles and, you know, victories and defeats and all of the above. And it's, uh, it's we like to tell the real story here. We like to give a real, uh, you know, account of somebody's journey, the good, the bad, the ugly, the starts and stops. And uh, I find that a lot of times people aren't willing to share their struggles as much as they are their victories. So when we do kind of dive into the starts and stops, I think it really inspires a lot of people to, to kind of come to terms with the fact that we're all human. Um, but to start from the beginning, um, Michael, usually there's an origin story that kind of, you know, dials someone in to, to why they originally, you know, started DBY or what was the catalyst to really make them kind of seek some kind of help or treatment or, or exercise program or, or workout. Uh, what was your DBY origin story? What was the first initial uh, push that made you kind of, you know, go for it. Sure. Um, 
So I grew up watching wrestling. I mean, I've been watching it since I can remember. And uh, during the whole Monday Night Wars in the 90s, I was switching back and forth between USA and TNT, watching Raw, watching Nitro. And, of course, I would watch Dallas and his larger-than-life personality doing promos and matches. And I always thought he was a really cool guy. And then I guess it was in 2005. I'm not sure how I found it, but I must have seen it in a bookstore or something because I don't think I was on the Internet too much back then. And uh, I saw that, you know, Diamond Dallas Page has this book called Yoga for Regular Guys. And I'm like, that's pretty interesting. What the heck is this about? So I cracked it open, thought, this sounds pretty cool. So I decided to buy it, and I, you know, started to, I think this is before the DVDs even came out. So I would just, like, kind of prop open the book and try and do some of the positions. And I just thought that what he was talking about sounded pretty interesting. And, you know, I could I could see the value in it. And then I think eventually he came out with the DVDs, the Yoga for Regular Guys DVDs. And I bought that. Um, and then I started doing it. But the thing is, is like at that point in my life, I mean, I was, I've always been kind of skinny or slim and I didn't really have like health issues or anything. So I was just kind of doing it for the sake of doing it. It's not like I was trying to solve a problem necessarily. It was just uh, obviously his personality that got me into it. So I think, that actually kind of worked against me because I wasn't trying to, there was no problem to solve. So I think that took away a little bit of the motivation that perhaps I needed. And then, you know, later on I met him uh, in 2012 and he was at wizard world here in Philadelphia, which is basically comic con. And I remember meeting him and again, he was really cool. And I was a little, you know, embarrassed because he's obviously wearing DDP over shirt. He's selling the DVDs and I'm having him sign an eight by 10. And he writes, you know, do your DDP yoga or else. And he's asking me like, oh, so you do it? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to tell him like, oh, I'm not doing it like as much as I should. Um, so I was just kind of, you know, sheepish about it. But then a few years later in 2015, I said, okay. I'm going to give this like a bigger try. And I went on the website and I bought the mat and I bought the new DVDs, which are actually the YRG, I guess, 2.0 really, because it was rebranded as uh, DDP yoga at that point. And, you know, I gave it another go and I was still, you know, again, you know, good health, relatively skinny. And I kind of, you know, fell off again because I guess I just, you know, it was just, Again, I just, like I said, didn't have the motivation to keep going. And then I finally got the ultimate motivation, I suppose, in December 2018 because my doctor, well, first off, once you start getting into your 30s, as I'm sure you guys know, uh, you know, you start, your metabolism slows down. You start to gain maybe a pound or two a year, whatever it is. And you start to notice it, at least for men in the gut. And, um, yeah, I would notice at certain, I'd have to get bigger sizes and pants and things. Not that I ever got obese, but it was enough to annoy me. And then I went to my doctor and he said, you know, even though you're not eating like complete garbage because your dad has type 2 diabetes, you're susceptible to it. And I'm like, I'm 33 or 34 at the time. And I'm like, type 2 diabetes. I'm like, that's not what I want. And my dad is dealing with that. And then he's also dealing with back issues. So between all those things kind of coming together and the fact that I saw that Dallas had a new book coming out, I was like, you know, I really should, you know, hit the mat and get back to it. And I, you know, went and I signed up for the app. I think it's a free trial at that point. And, you know, I, I 
that was my motivation. And then I got back into it, and then I thought, you know, I'm going to try and interview Dallas. Uh, I don't think I, I'll get a, I'll actually get him, but I was like, I'm going to try. And I got him. And then, like, maybe, like, a couple weeks or three weeks after I started doing DDP yoga again, I was on the phone with him. And we talked for, like, an hour. And that mm-hmm. obviously got me even more excited. And then I got a heart monitor. And then I think between talking to him and getting the heart monitor and actually seeing the results on the screen and seeing the stats and those things and actually seeing, I mean, not that I lost a ton of weight. I may have lost a few pounds, but just feeling better, seeing the numbers, obviously becoming more fully immersed in the community, becoming, you know, friends with Dallas. Just, I mean, there's just been so much that has happened since December, um, you know, which I'm happy to get into, but it's, I think, you know, that's really that like the third time really was the charm for me. And I know that was a long answer to your question, but I just wanted to let you know no, like, no. how it kind of played yes. out. I, I love that. Um, you mentioned your 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 Taichi diabetes in your family and, and I know me personally there like you mentioned before, there's very little a lot of people have that, that mentality that, you know, preventative care is down the line. If, if it's not in front of me, something I have to fight right this moment, it can wait. And it's and especially with skinny people, with people who are, who are like, you know, I don't have a weight problem. I had a buddy of mine, you know, growing up, he worked in the radio business with me for years. He was thin as a rail, like 150 pounds soaking wet. And so you assume skinny is healthy, but he ate like garbage. And we used to always we say, I'm so jealous, you know, you do whatever you want and you don't gain weight. And, you know, we, you know, I always made fun about that. And one of those days he had a massive heart attack and he's 150 pounds. And you think to yourself, like, I weigh double you. And I'm, and I'm, and, you know, but so it's deceptive. So sometimes you don't even think about what may be going on underneath because of, you know, mm-hmm. you're not worried about, you know, you know losing the weight. Um, and, but the preventative care is so important. And it's, it's great that you're kind of noticing that now because, I'm sure we've all been there. You know, our parents gave us advice growing up. My dad would lecture me because he had health problems. He's like, "Don't let yourself end up where I am." You know, I've, 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 I'm paying for my, my, uh, my choices, and you know, paying that very dearly. And sometimes that doesn't compete with us because we're young, we're invincible. You know, we can take on the world. Um, and usually, you don't think of those things until it's too late. But um, it is a reality. The, the, the the quality of life that we have moving forward depends on on the actions we do today. And I've I'm, I'm said this day and day again, that, you know, time and time again, and DDPY is one of those programs that if you're on board, you should be able to manage into your 80s and 90s. And, you know, we're only 30, you know, our mid-30s, but still we got to start thinking about the next, you know, few years and the next, like, you know, few decades because as men, and I'm sure Crystal can relate to as, as a woman, those are the years where if you're not taking care of yourself, the things start to break down and you start losing a lot. And, um, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, things you took for granted. And, you know, they always say time and health is uh, the one thing that you never appreciate. And so, you know, it's, uh, it, it runs out and, and it's true. Um, and I love that you're kind of taking that approach to it now because sometimes you do need a motivation. Yours necessarily wasn't the weight gain. Uh, yours necessarily wasn't being obese or, or having health problems. But, you know, sometimes you need that motivation. And I think talking to DDP, I don't care who you are. You talk to DDP for an hour. He, he, he can convince you you can fly <laughs> because he's right. that fired up mentality <laughs> of, like, you know, firing somebody. So that kind of was your – seems like maybe it was your catalyst. You know, you'd be coasting for a while, 
you needed to just have that firsthand experience to just, you know, let him fire you up. And sometimes it needs to come from someone like Paige, you know, sometimes you don't listen to your friends or your family, but when, you know, Paige starts, you know, going into his, you know, motivating demeanor and, and, and talks and they'll fire you up to take on an army. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's really, I mean, an inspirational, motivational guy. He, um, you know, I mean, by the time, uh, you know, you do the, the workout and you hear him speak and do his, you know, motivational Monday videos and things like that. I mean, you're ready to climb a mountain. It's, um, and then to see the results too. I mean, just 10 weeks in, I, you know, went to my doctor because it was my annual checkup and he did my blood work and he told me that my, um, triglycerides were down like 113 points, which is huge wow. because wow. I mean, to have that much of an impact, because obviously if they're too high, that's really what leads to type two diabetes. So for me, I was like, wow, that's, that's awesome. You know, who knows what it's going to be next year. And, you know, a part of it, obviously uh, it wasn't just working out. Um, you know, both my wife and I, we would watch documentaries that Dallas recommended and, things like that, and we started to eat better, I mean, organic or non-GMO, as much as possible at home. I even got our cats on an organic diet. Uh, <laughs> so it's just because when you learn these things, you realize that it's not necessarily what you're eating so much as the quality of the food you're eating. I mean, you can still have ice cream and potato chips and things like that, obviously not to excess, but if you're having non-GMO or organic or things like that, you're automatically improving the quality of what you're putting in your mouth because at least it's as real as possible. So it's just, you know, light years better than a lot of the garbage that perhaps we've been eating for so long, but didn't realize that, oh, when it says all natural, that's just a gimmick. If it doesn't say non-GMO, if it doesn't say organic, it's not really all natural because it could still have all the problems that those foods have. It's just, there's less ingredients, you know? Um, so we try to do the best that we can at home, knowing that when you go out, you, you really can't control, you know, what you're having. So it's not perfect, but it's just, you know, taking gradual steps uh, through fitness and through um, what we're eating to try and just feel better and like you said, do that, like, you know, taking that preventative care. So hopefully, you know, we'll live as long as possible and as healthfully as possible. So we can hopefully ward off disease and things like that, because, um, you know, it's it's just the best you can do is try to preserve your health. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a great investment. You know, it was really ironic. So I... <laughs> I did this thing with my grandmother. I dragged her to the grocery store with me. And it's really a testament of just what we're putting in our mouths now because it really made me aware that a lot of the things that we, like our generation, um, classifies as food, she had no idea what it was. And Hmm. it's kind of frightening, right? So she had said, you know, we're – it's we're getting by on living with foods that are food like substances, not actual food. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it is. That's what I said, you know, uh, they, they always have probably people say, you know, if you were to time travel, it went back, back 60 years or whatever. Uh, they had that, um, they had that show on, um, 
uh, Hulu. It was a Stephen King novel, uh, the miniseries, the 10, uh, what is it, 11, 22, 63, where this guy goes back in oh, time, yeah. and the first thing he notices is how food all tastes differently because the ingredients yeah. you think are so much different. And, you know, you think about that, you know, a lot of the, the, the you know, stuff that we put in our food now wasn't invented until the later half of the year. And honestly, to be honest, I mean, I, I, I think that if you eat real food, it, it's a good thing. I do think there's something to be said for feeding more people, especially the hungry as well. But uh, to be fair, you know, wherever you're going to eat, you can you have a box of something or you can have something fresh. You, you know, always, there's never going to be a doubt, you know, if you're eating fresh food, it's going to be better for you from the crap or eating in the box and all that stuff. But yep. it, it, it's something to be said that, you know, it also makes me nervous because I overthink things. I'm a, I am such an overthinker. Like, I overanalyze things to the point where, like, I'm just I, I I'm sometimes my own worst enemy, but I think of like when my mom was was you know younger. I mean, or when I was younger, my mom would diet and everything. The diet coke was supposed to be the healthy alternative. Remember that? And then they had the the uh, Olestra was the fat free stuff that was like chemical based, but they were pushing that as the healthy thing. And it, it over time they keep introducing these new healthy fads, these new healthy you know tricks. To, to, to eat something like garbage, but it's new and healthy because we put this shit in it. But if you just eat real food, <laughs> it's something that's never going to go, not go out of style. You know, it's not going to change. The science isn't going to change and suddenly find out, you know, organic carrots are bad for you. If you stick to the basics, that's what healthy mm-hmm. food is. And, and it's easy yeah. to buy into the gimmicks and all this stuff, the fat-free, the low-fat, the non-fat, the, you know, diet this and diet that. But ultimately... We all know how to eat, you know. We're kind of lying to ourselves when we buy into the new, the new BS. But you know, it's, it's so true. And, and diet is so much of it, you know. Um, uh, it's, it's, you know, they say it's a percentage of diet, part part exercise. But I, I swear, you know, diet is so important. And I notice that if my diet's off and my exercise is good, I'm gaining weight. And if I'm exercising and diet, you know, I'm losing weight. But it's always, it always comes down to what you're eating. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then what was I going to say? Oh, so after uh, after I interviewed Dallas, or actually during the interview with Dallas, uh, I, I when I was researching him to make sure I could ask, you know, the most intelligent questions possible, I discovered that he had the accountability crib available as an Airbnb. Yeah. And that fascinated me and I talked to him about that as like as like oh so that's available to rent and he's like yeah you can rent my room you can rent Jake's room or Scott's room and I I learned that there was a conference for work that was going to be taking place in Atlanta in April and I said to him you know I may if I get approval to go I would have been I'd love to stay at your place and he's like let me know you know you've got my number if you're going to come down just let me know and we'll meet up and I said okay so that's what I did. I, I, you know, registered for the conference at work. They were fine with me doing that. I submitted the, you know, I stayed at the Airbnb. They didn't disapprove of that. I'm like, okay, awesome. And I was there for a week. And <laughs> when I get there, I'm sitting down, and Dallas's mother-in-law is like the live-in host. And we're sitting on the couch, 
and she points to the window and she's like, oh, Jake must be home. And I turn to my right and I look out the window and Jake the Snake Roberts is walking up. And I'm like, what? He's here this week? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I get up and I, uh, you know, I introduce myself. I say, you know, hey, Jake, you know, we met in Philadelphia when you were doing your one-man show. You probably don't remember me. My name's Michael. He's like, I don't remember what ate last week. He's like, but nice to yeah. see you. And uh, it was incredible. I mean, yeah. And that night I was going to see Kiss. Um, cause they were in Atlanta and I was going to meet them before the show and, you know, get to see them. And Jake said, take my personal driver. She's good looking and she's reliable and she'll get you there. And I'm like, this is crazy. Okay. So Jake's personal driver is driving me to go see kiss, um, my first day in the accountability crib. So I go and then, you know, I come back that night and I show him the photo with kiss and like throughout the week, I'm like hanging out with Jake you know, going to the PC, doing all these classes, meeting all the instructors, Gary, Christina, all sorts of people. And then one night, Jake says, hey, man, are you going to stay in for dinner tonight? I said, uh, yeah, sure. And he's like, all right, I'm going to make a steak, corn on the cob, and squash. Now, I actually had plans that night to go to the PC for a class. So once he said he was going to cook his dinner, I, like, canceled my class because I'm like, how many times is that going to happen? Like, you know, it's like Hulk Hogan's not inviting me over for a barbecue. So uh, <laughs> it's probably as good as it's going to get. Uh, that was amazing. So we're watching TV, you know, eating the steak and the dinner that he made. And he's just like cracking jokes about Star Trek and whatever we're watching. And we're just like hanging out. And it was just an amazing experience to, to have like that. And I made sure not to be like a, a fan. I didn't ask him for an autograph or anything like that. And later in the week, Dallas stopped by and he brought Anthony Agogo, uh, an Olympic boxer who's now trying to break into wrestling. He brought him over and um, Anthony said, Hey, Dallas, you know, can I get a photo with you and Jake? And he, Dallas said, yeah, you know, I'll do, you know, let's do a photo of me with Mike and then we can do, you know, me, Mike and Jake, and then we can do you and me and Jake. So we all took a bunch of photos and, um, it was cool because in the photo, Jake throws up his middle finger, and then I turned to Dallas and said, you got to do what he's doing. So he put up his middle finger, and he took this photo. And, and then I also got a photo, which I'm sure people will see in probably the graphic, but it's me and Dallas doing the diamond cutter symbol. And he wanted the photo of him and Dusty behind us um, because that's like his Dusty, like, you know, tribute wall, I suppose, where he's got a bunch yep. of photos of him and Dusty and – um, yep. It was just an amazing week. I mean, you know, seven workouts within five days, you know, hanging out with Jacob Snake Roberts, Dallas coming over. Also, while I was there, Garrett shot a Facebook Live video of Jake, which I appeared <laughs> in. That was amazing to witness. Jake was recording promo videos for upcoming appearances. I mean, it was like living the dream. It, and I'm like, this is a work trip? Like, it was just crazy. <laughs> uh, the week to remember. Oh. That's you know that's 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 amazing and, and you know yeah it's it, just, I always tell people because you know I've I've worked in a lot of capacities of wrestling and entertainment and radio rock radio for years and you know you become very cynical when it comes to people who are you know quote unquote celebrities um, you instantly fool everyone think everyone's full of shit I tell people all the time 
one of the greatest things you can learn about Diamond Dallas Page is when you really truly understand that he's not at all full of shit. Because you have that cynical thing, but he believes everything he tells you, and he truly believes every yep. person that comes up to talk to him. And when you get that genuine factor, you don't know how to react because it throws you off your feet because you're expecting the worst. You know, you're expecting the cynicism, and you know he 100 percent. You know, is that positive? You know, human being. And obviously, we all have moments, but he is is one of those people that you are really genuinely feel is on your side. And you know, when I first started way back in the when, um, you know, one of the first things he said to me was. You know, people don't really understand how accessible I make myself. And I kind of, I didn't think about it for a second. And I'm like, oh, you know, I get that because he called me and, you know, we talked. But when you spend, you know, days with him, you know, well, I just had to think about my timeline, you know, he had, when he was eating dinner at my house up in New Hampshire, um, you know, him and Yoga Docs, we came up on my, uh, on this day timeline recently and you're walking through town with him. And you're you're in the car with him for four and a half hour stretches, and he's calling people he doesn't know and giving them half hour, forty five minutes, an hour of their time. He's people stopping him on the streets, you know, asking for a picture, and instead of just like walking away, he engages, asks them their name, asks, you know, talks to people and, and listens. And I truly understand what he meant when he said he doesn't. People don't realize how accessible I make myself. You know. To anyone else, I think it would be a personal detriment because you give so much of yourself to the point where, like, you know, you don't have any quiet or alone time. Um, but he's one of those people who thrives on positive energy and good conversation and motivational conversation, inspiring stories. And he gives himself to so many people. And that personal touch is what got DBY off the ground, you know? Calling the first, calling six people that ordered his program that week, you know, calling the five or four people that ordered that day, and you know, if the orders are small enough, you can manage that. But that personal detail creates lifers, and like you said, when you're there and you put in that personal touch to check in on things, and Jake's there, and you, you have that personal connection, you know, you don't lose that. Like that's something that because you're DPY for life at that point, you know. Um, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. interest in you, and that's something you remember. And I'm gonna pay forward to the next person when they come to you and ask, "Hey, maybe you can give me a hand getting fired up on this, or I'm feeling kind of down and feeling kind of shitty today. You have any words of inspiration for me?" That personal touch just goes down the chain of command, and uh, eventually you're gonna pay it to someone, and they're gonna pay it to someone else, and that's what makes this the most beautiful, you know, social group in the planet. Is there's so many people that are genuinely invested in the interest in the in the positive success of other people that they may have even never known existed two days ago or don't know personally or it's such a beautiful camaraderie and that starts at the top all the way down. Sure it does. And I mean honestly that um that's exactly summit in a nutshell. When you go to summit from the time you walk through the front door to the time you fly wherever you are from back home I mean it's it's a consistent everyone is accessible everybody it's amazing mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's 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 interesting you guys mentioned you know the the community and the sense community and what you get from it I mean for me um you know it was just kind of a gradual thing, right? You know, my, my first connection was with Dallas and 
you know, connecting to people through the groups on Facebook and then connecting with the actual instructors in person in uh, Smyrna. And then I'm doing a workshop in July, so I'll get the chance to connect with people that way. And then I decided to take it even a step further. And uh, just on June 1st, I signed up for the certification process because I thought, what the hell? Why not? You know, if I can do this um, and I mean, obviously getting paid to do it is nice, but it's, it's being able to, you know, help other people because for example, I teach part-time at Temple university as a professor. I just taught a couple classes this past uh, spring and I'm going to hopefully teach in the fall. And the way I look at that is the way I look Mm -hmm. at this, that if I can get paid to help people figure out their life in some meaningful way, whether that's intellectually, you know, physically, whatever it is, then great. I mean, if I can be a positive, you know, influence on someone and help them achieve some some meaningful goal, whatever that is, then terrific. And obviously I'm benefiting from it too, you know, uh, intellectually, physically. Um, so I think that certification process is just a great way to do that. It's going to be a challenge, of course. Um, it already is, but, you know, just like anything, you just you take small steps and you have small goals and you just chip away. And I hope to be certified by the fall. I already have a, a studio just a block from my house. It's interested in hiring me once I'm certified. So that's terrific. And my next couple goals are to, you know, hopefully once I'm certified to be, you know, invited to attend the Transformation Summit next year, which would be fantastic and have that experience and then go on the DDP Yoga Retreat next uh, June with my wife. Um, now, she doesn't necessarily do this, but um, obviously she sees me do it all the time. And I told her, I was like, you know, it's your choice whether or not you do the, the exercises in the morning and all that. But either way, it's going to be an awesome trip. Everyone talks about how fantastic oh, the retreat is. Um, so I'm really looking forward I, to that. Cause to me, it's like the culmination of this like whole amazing, you know, six months so far. You talk about the retreat. Uh, my wife, uh, you know, I was the same boat as you. I was all fired up when I first started. We went on the, I think it was the first or the second retreat. I don't remember, but there was literally 19 people there. Like there was like nobody was there, and half the people were in DDPDC. You know, true because it was so much smaller than. And then we started going year after year. And when she, when I first sprung it on her, I kind of, hey, guess what? Surprise, we're going to Mexico to Cancun, and she was all excited. And then a few days later, I, I kind of sprung it on her that it was a DDPY retreat, and you know, she, 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 of course, was all in now, but. At the time, when I was going to UP, my wife had wrestling. For her, she brought it out of the flu and watched wrestling. But she gets there, um, <laughs> and she, she was the same way. She's like, I'm, I don't think I'm going to do anything to work out. It's just not my style. It's not my channel. I'll probably go to the pool while you're at the workout. So she stopped at that first workout the first day after flying and traveling all day. And it was just one of those things we've been up since 2 in the morning. It was the longest day in the world. And she almost passed out just from the heat alone. But she got through it, and then the next morning I was ready to sleep in, and she was up for the next workout, and she went to one at least one every day, you know, that whole week. And for your wife, I think that's going to be cool because there's so many people that are not wrestling people or not like, you know, you know the guys to kind of talk about. Like there's so many people that can kind of just like group together and you become friendly with everybody. And I always tell people, I said, you know, my wife went to DPY, you know, you couldn't care less about any of that. And when she was done, she kind of, really understand it and made a lot of friendships out of that experience. And I guarantee your wife is in the same way. 
if, if, if I can guess correctly, she's going to have a blast and she's really going to kind of, you know, understand it a little bit more and really kind of make a lot of connections through the community as well. Yeah, that's great. I mean, yeah, we've been to Mexico a few times. She, you know, we both enjoy it a lot. And it sounds like the resort that they've been having it at the past, um, uh, you know, few years. I, I mean, David Orth told me that they switched to a different resort once, but the one that they seem to go to the most, uh, people seem to love. It sounds like it's great. And it also has like healthy food, which is wonderful because most of the time when you go on a trip, you don't expect to eat healthy and exercise. So that's kind of a nice combination, right? That you get to <laughs> be in like paradise and yeah. actually come back feeling better about yourself, not feeling like, oh my God, now I need to diet because I'm a pig. <laughs> so that'd be a nice change. <laughs> awesome. Sally Jean, Paige's sister, you know, during the travel shows, and, you know, we've gone several years to the, to the El Dorado, and they switched it one year for the sole reason of, like, hey, let's try someplace different. And then the next year, we're all like, we got to go back to the Dorado. That place is awesome. They really get the whole experience, and they make, you know, I always say Sally is like the, you know, she's like, <laughs> you know, everyone just wants to make her happy because she's, she's, you know, a real great, you know, by what she does, and she's a big shot of the travel industry. So she makes sure that every detail is taken care of. But if you have dietary restrictions, she makes sure the kitchen has them. She's so detail oriented, and we'll make sure that everything's perfect for you guys. And it's, it's an amazing experience. I recommend it uh, a thousand times uh, over. I think you're gonna have a blast. I was awesome. Can't that. wait. And I, I'd stay clear of him. <laughs> yeah, I actually went to his class. I went to his class here in Philly. Because at first I'm like, oh, could I potentially be the first person in Philadelphia certified to teach this? And then I looked it up and I'm like, nope, he's already teaching it. So <laughs> I said, all right, I well, think, I'll go I to think, his class and see what it's like. I think Dave Worth was teaching DDPO in the womb. Like he's, he's <laughs> right. Everybody. He's a machine. You know, he's you know, and not to mention he was also responsible for the last time I ever drank hard liquor, which. I I never had an alcohol <laughs> problem, but I don't want you all. I don't want you right now. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a blast. So I love Dave. Yeah, he's a good That's guy. That's a cool person. <sighs> yeah. So you know, you're back on board. You know, all of this happened really quickly, and you kind of pulled yourself into this. You know, mode of everything seems to be clicking. on, you know, all cylinders really firing for you, really inspiring. You're you know, getting on the mat every day. You know, with you not having that health, you know, weight problem or you know, immediate health issue right in front of you, you know, when, when it starts to become a little more routine a few months down the line, what's your plan to make sure you just keep keep at it? You know, when it gets mundane, the certain days you don't want to get on the map, the certain days that just the couch is more inviting. What's your long-term plan to just keep hitting the mat and getting fired up in your own way without having to rely on Paige or Jake or any experiences to get you doing that? What's your plan to stay on the mat? That's a good question. So um, when I started doing this again, um, I think maybe it was in February, I was telling my dad about it. And I said, you know, we can do this in a chair for you because he was having, he actually had to retire like prematurely because he had to go out in disability and he had these spine issues and uh, sciatica and all this stuff. So I said, let's do rebuild in a chair um, just to help you you know, because he was doing physical therapy, which he still does. I said, let's do it in a chair. Um, these exercises, it'll help. And 
you know, we did that, and he's doing them now on his own. Um, he actually told me he's incorporating the rebuild exercises now, like in the pool down the shore, because he finds that's even uh, useful. Because you know, obviously, you can be floating in the water, and it, it makes it uh, even more uh, uh, you know, challenging, I suppose. But um, and then when I was down there, I was also showing my grandfather how to do some moves because he knows that I've been helping Dad. My grandfather's like 95, and he's like, can you show me some stuff? And I'm like, what can I show him that's not going to kill him? So I was <laughs> like, all right, let's do like touchdown side bends in a chair. Let's do head rolls. Let's do like extensions and finger extensions and all this stuff. And then I showed him me doing like diamond cutter uh, 2.0, and he was like, holy shit. Like he was just uh, so impressed. And then I did another workout later on, and he's like, can I sit and watch? And I said, sure. And I'm like, it's just crazy that, like, I'm, this is entertaining to my grandfather. And he's, like, you know, so proud of it. So I think to me, just being able to inspire other people can help inspire me. But I told dad, I said, you know, there are days when I wake up and I'm like, I don't want to do wake up or I don't want to do, you know, energy or whatever it is. Because sometimes I'll do it in the morning. Sometimes I'll do it when I get home from work. Sometimes I'm not, you know, in the mood to do it. But I know that if I just, force myself to do it by the end of it, I will feel better. So it's kind of like homework or chores or anything. It's like, you may not want to do it, but you know that once you've done it, you're going to feel better. So just yeah. quit thinking about it and just do it. And, you know, like you, sometimes I do overanalyze things and think a lot, but if you just like, it's kind of like, it's like the Nike thing, just do it, right? Don't think, do and I think as long as you keep doing that, then you actually create a habit where you feel guilty if you don't do it. And yep. I think that's where I am. Um, that, so that's why I keep pushing it forward. And then I think by doing the certification, it almost forces me to do it because if I'm an instructor, well, then all these people are relying on me. And, you know, not only would I be letting myself down, I'd be letting them down. So it makes me even more accountable. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's that's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, Crystal. Thank you. Everything you wanted to. I, I've been kind of dominating the conversation. You want to? <laughs> no, it's not at all. So it was just. It's really interesting. So that whole conversation that you were talking about, Michael. Um, there's this thing about getting up and doing something. Um, well, it could be anything. In this case, we're talking about workouts. So. We, I picked it up a long time ago from a book I read, and it's something that we all do in this house. It's called Kissing the Frog, and mm. it's not something, it's not necessarily the most pleasant thing that you have to do in the course of the day, but if you do it and get it out of the way, then you can enjoy the rest of your day. So you kiss the yeah. frog. Yeah, and your workout supply this as well you know you don't feel like doing it sometimes I find though when you don't feel like doing it that's when you have your best workout yeah no and sometimes you have to there are days where and I think you know Dallas has said this there are days where you have low energy and yeah that's okay that means just modify and at least you can say you did it yeah maybe you didn't burn as many calories as you would have liked to, but you burn a hell of a lot more than if you hadn't done it at all. So I think that's just an important thing. Like before we talked now, I came home and I did the level one workout 
which is really tough. I mean, there are, you know, 10 count, multiple 10 count pushups, squats, uh, 40 count, you know, alligator. Um, there's like all sorts of crazy stuff in it. Um, that's pretty tough. And obviously I need to, you know, get it like, you know, like really like master it because obviously I'm going to have to teach it. And, um, but I know that I got to put it in, you know, I got to, you know, do it. And, uh, and realizing that if you do need to modify more than usual, that doesn't mean you're failing because you're still right. doing it. You're just listening to your body and adapting. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that's a really important point that you mentioned is that there is nothing wrong with it. So many people have this stigma about, you know, having to modify something. It's perfectly okay. It doesn't mean you're always going to stay there. Um, but sometimes it's okay to take a step back. No, I mean, that's so true. You know, sometimes we well, you know, when when I was really on, for getting started, and you were here, you make your goal for yourself. You almost get an elitist attitude towards DC Live, where you're like, if I'm not doing a 70 minute workout, it doesn't really count. But you know what? Right. For ten, for some people, a 10 minute workout is a 70 minute workout. We all enter this in different places. For some days, a 70 minute normal workout is a 10 minute workout for me because. You got to look at it, you know, in the in the in the grand scheme of things. And like you said, uh, Michael, which I thought was perfect, the habit is the most important uh, aspect to sticking with this. You said it perfectly. You know, I'd rather get on the mat for five minutes every day and make a habit out of it than pull a seventy-minute, you know, workout out of my ass every couple of weeks. You know, it's yep. so valuable to create that. You know, we rationalize so much time wasting in our lives. I have people tell me. You know, people say, oh, I don't have time for that. But if you look at all the things we have, we make excuses for time. We rationalize wastes of time when it's not good for us or it's not, you know, a good situation to put ourselves in. But then we'll say we don't have time to do this or get on the map for 10 minutes. And ultimately, we'll, you know, we make excuses for ourselves, and that's human nature um, at times. But I've never once, not even when I'm exhausted, not even when I'm tired, I've never – begrudgingly put myself on the DDPY mat, I've never come off that mat feeling anything less than 15 times better. It's one of those yep. situations that you fight it sometimes because, you know, that's my, especially I'm a known procrastinator. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Okay, I'm not going to do it today. You fight getting down there when ultimately it was the best thing for us and you feel like a different person afterwards. And, and yeah. you got to remind yourself of that. And sometimes getting there for 10 minutes every day and building that habit is, it may not be a 70 minute level long workout, but it's building those building blocks mm-hmm. and building those habits to get you to where you are. And, you know, so doing those workouts and becoming a DDPY certified instructor and paying it back to the next generation. Well, and for me, I just had to put together um, part of the certification process is they give you a spreadsheet where you have to log all your workouts and you can go, up to six months back to when your start date. So I literally went back to December 13th, 2018, up until today, um, and I included everything. And I'm almost at 100 hours, which is required to like one. It's probably the biggest requirement. And I, I looked at it, and I've done 267 workouts. And even though that's a lot of workouts, the average amount of time that I've done 
per workout, I guess, when you, you know, do all the math, thank God the spreadsheet does that and I don't have to, is um, about 20 minutes per workout. Yeah. And that's because the one that I've done the most is wake up, which I love. In the morning when you wake up and you're mm-hmm. tight, if you do wake up like 10 to 12 minutes, you will feel phenomenal after doing it. I mean, so to me, Agreed. wake up and energy are my two favorite workouts, even though I've done, obviously, diamond cutter and all sorts of more complicated things. If I just want to feel good, if I do wake up in the morning and, like, energy at night, I'll feel fantastic. And that's the whole point Mm -hmm. is that you just want to feel better. I mean, you don't need to out, you know, do someone else, oh, my pecs are bigger than yours. Who cares? Do you feel good? Because you could look great but feel like crap but it's more valuable to feel mm-hmm. good. So whatever makes you feel good is what's good for you um, when it comes to DDP yoga. And for different people, that means different things. So um, as long as more people are happy in this world, I think we're in a, you know, we'll all be better off. Yeah. Amen. Um, agreed. And you know, we appreciate you coming on with us, man. And we'd love to have you back and, and give us an update on your journey, uh, you know, in the next few months or so. I'm sure, uh, you know, you'll, you'll be crushing it and, and building those habits and getting through the certification. And, uh, you know, and I think yours is a great uh, story because back when the Arthur video hit, you know, back in 2012, I bet there's a whole lot of people that kind of jumped on board there that maybe aren't doing it anymore. You know, maybe they phased out and still almost uncomfortable coming back after all these years and intimidating to kind of come through and say, hey, I haven't been here for a while, but, you're one of those success stories that, that that show that you can kind of put it down for a while and come back stronger than ever. And uh, the only time you truly fail is if you don't come back. If you don't step on the fat and the mat again, that's the only failure. Yeah, come back and try it again a hundred times. At least you're trying. You know, at least you're putting in that effort. And you're one of those stories that proves that you know it can be successful the second time around or the third time around. And uh, yeah, you know, thanks for coming on and sharing that story with us. And we're excited to see where the next chapter and the next few chapters go. Yeah, thank you both. I, I do appreciate having the opportunity to be on here. And uh, you, know, you mentioned Arthur. The video still makes me cry. And sometimes yeah. I watch it you know, every few months just to move myself. And I've shown it to people. I've actually shown it to my students at Temple to motivate them to do well in the class and be like, if you can do this, you can get an A in this class. So, you know, uh, you know the, that's the thing. Inspiring people is what this is about. And um, if I can inspire anyone – great but you know so many people inspire me who i think are doing even more amazing things in this community and um you know i just continue to be inspired by them every single day Uh, what do you teach at temple i'm just curious uh so i teach communication so um you know last semester i taught crisis communication and business 101 for communication students um so, you know, who knows what I'll be teaching in the fall. It really just depends on what they have a demand for. But uh, it's interesting because, I mean, it's a very diverse university. So, you know, dealing with students from all walks of life. And uh, because I'm, you know, relatively young, I hope they can relate to me more than perhaps a professor who is, uh, you know, 100 years old. So hopefully <laughs> hopefully, um, I know, that, I know. That, that connection can help. I know a lot of people who have done. I've been broadcasting with for years, throughout the years that went to Temple. So uh, I know quite a few alumni there. So I was just curious. I know they got a ton of like, comedians and stuff that came out of there, and um, uh, just you know, it's a very cool school. So I was just curious. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, you know, it's a great university. I'm proud to say that uh, I went there, and I'm honored to now be on the other side of the desk uh, teaching. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on with us. we got about five minutes left on the, on the broadcast before they throw us out. Thank you very much, uh, Michael. Uh, I'm going to let you say your name just and give out your, uh, you know, your information in case anyone wants to get a hold of you. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, you, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at mcavicini. That's M-C-A-V-A-C-I-N-I. You can also check out my blog. That's where my interview with Dallas lives. That's michaelcavicini.com. So M-I-C-H-A-E-L-C-A-V is in Victor, A-C-I, and is in Nicholas, I.com. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so much, man, and, and, and I appreciate it. And come back and talk to us soon. Um, and Crystal, I know you yeah. got something good to give us, but she's the quote master, the Canadian quote master herself. She's got a quote <laughs> packed up on the dungeon wall down there. She's going to start down and fire us all up for the week with uh, some inspiring words from somebody inspirational. Um, and it's really weird. So the last few quotes have been bang on they really um go with the show and this one is no exception so it is by steve maraboli and the quote is sometimes the smallest step in the right direction ends up being the biggest step of your life i love it i love it perfect as usual uh thank you so much chris thank you. and uh we, we, we can start archiving these and putting these put me somewhere online on Facebook or on the website because we get a lot of we got a lot of love for your quotes. I know that you're like uh you're like the um a, a, just an encyclopedia of really inspirational quotes. And uh but none mm-hmm. as as inspirational as this. I have one for you for a change. It sure. is quote I don't like Mondays, quote President Andrew Garfield. <laughs> or one of the Garfields or something. I forgot. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, okay. Have a great week. Remember, we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Crystal. Thank uh, you, Michael. Almost Thank summertime you. there in Canada. You know, you know, they'll put on uh, <laughs> only one sweater this time. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys very much. Own your life. Remember, never ever give up. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of BDP Radio, a brand new inspirational story. And make sure you check out all the archives at iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, and anywhere you can find your uh, favorite podcast, we have a whole archive of inspiring people. And I'm sure you found something inspiring with Michael, and I'm sure you're inspired by so many other people's stories that you can pull something from and take something from and incorporate into your own journey. Because um, steal, uh, stealing from one person's plagiarism, but stealing from uh, many people is research. And what better way to uh, you know research and, and incorporate great points into your journey than just taking some of the most inspirational people and just uh, using their advice and their wisdom and their their journey to uh, incorporate into your own. So go check that out, iTunes.com, and we'll be back next with you. Uh, we'll do next week. I'm tripping up now. We'll see you guys later. D3 Radio Live, yeah. D3 Radio.com. We'll see you guys. Thanks. That's all today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Paige. Oh, oh, diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond wow. cutter out of the power bomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work, and most importantly, own 
your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.